What's up, everybody? Uh, little bonus app of the Throughline podcast for you today, and uh, just a little, just a little fifteen minutes for you to have something to enjoy, a little something to think about. Some people wrote in. I want to answer them. A couple things for you. Today's episode brought to you by Positive Energy. Yes, feel it. Brody Stevens, go look him up. Go enjoy his comedy online because he's no longer with us. They gave these little uh, coffee cup holders out at his memorial. And I realized the other day, my podcast is about simple things in life. And that's all Brody was. Positive energy, kettlebells, baseball. But he would take the minute details of the world and make them into his comedy. And and that's something that I realized the other day that I love doing here on the podcast. So... Thank you to all you guys for appreciating the little things in life. And thank you to Brody Stevens, who continues to inspire me. And I hope he inspires you with some positive energy. Yes! Go check out Brody on YouTube and continue to keep his comedy alive like so many other comedians are doing right now. Okay, Friday the 18th. Going to take the kids to a uh, puppet show. Here's something that irks me. I talked a couple weeks ago about wearing pink and how dudes are like, yeah, I'm not wearing pink, bro. I'm not wearing pink. I'm not kidding. My son's not wearing pink, dude. What am I What am I trying to do here, dude? Huh? Shut up. Same thing. Like, we try to take our kids to as many plays, musicals, puppet shows, and I can just hear dudes that I know like, I'm not taking my son to a puppet show, dude. No, we're going to watch football Sunday. Why would I take him to a puppet show, dude? Why don't you DVR that? That uh, football game, dude. How about you take him to a puppet show and let his imagination exist? Um, I've been without my wife for like four days now. And we do this a lot. She she travels a lot, so I have to take the kids a lot. But every now and then it gets to you a little bit. And after a full day of work yesterday, I overslept yesterday getting him to, getting him to school. I haven't overslept in forever. I woke up at 7.20. Okay? I wake up at 7.20. Usually I'm up at 7 with them. I get everyone to school on time. No big deal. Lunches, breakfast, all that jazz. But then I I work all day, and then I pick them up. We got to go to swim class, then get home, then make dinner. Swim class at 5.20. We don't get home till 6. Then by the time I make dinner for everybody, it's like 6.30. And the kids are outside playing, and I was just like, I said to the other parents, I'm like, you guys good to watch them? They're like, yeah, I'm making dinner. I'm making steak for the kids. Okay, steak, green, uh, steak, edamame, side of pasta, and toast. That's their meal. For me, I'm making, I'm boiling cauliflower, mixing it with ground turkey and mushrooms, and then making like this cheese sauce because I'm on keto and you can eat the fuck out of cheese. I got every burner going. And then I hear my daughter crying coming in the house. Can't even, she can't even get out what happened. And I'm, and now I'm so annoyed. I'm like, in my head, part of me is just like, one, I don't want to deal with this. Two, are you really hurt? Are you really hurt? I say this to my kids all the time. They're like, ow. And they say, I'm like, wait five seconds and it's not going to hurt. So before you say ow and before you react, just wait five seconds. If it still hurts then, then we'll deal with it. She's like, Rawr. so I have to take her outside. I go to get my son. I'm like, dude, you got to come in, man. I can't, I can't be in here and having, and now I'm like, my daughter's coming in crying. Like, what's going on? So then he starts crying. They're going to have so much fun. He goes, they're going to have so much fun without me. And I was like, all right, fine, go. And I was like, River, come in here and chill out. Are you fine? She's like, yeah, she's fine. Anyway, I snapped a little bit. And I snapped in front of other parents, which is like, 
<laughs> have you snapped in front of other parents yet? That's when that's when it gets real. Okay, because we all know parents are snapping. We're all going to snap from time to time because our kids are not perfect. Yes, our Instagram feeds, our Facebook pages, we show a perfect life, but it's not perfect. We snap from time to time. But have you snapped in front of other parents? That's when it gets real because you know they snap too, but now you're doing it in front of them. That's when you're, you're lifting the veil being like, yeah, every once in a while, I'm a giant dick. Boop. And I did it. So then I came out to the parents. I'm like, dude, sorry about that. I'm like running on empty over here. They're like, yeah, man, no, I hear you. Positive energy. Yes. Can't. It's you got to work at positive energy. That's the whole point. You got to work at it. All right. So we only have a short time. Oh, I'm not pushing dates or any of that, but I'm letting you guys know the special group of you that are listening that I have some great interviews coming up. Some great, great interviews. One I'm doing today, I can't wait. One next Tuesday, I can't wait. That's a Tuesday for some of you. Um, Andy White hit me up from the UK. And basically, he hit me up. By the way, W-H-Y-T-E. Of course, you're from the UK. Who spells white that way? He said, dude, you inspire me to build bunk beds because you built bunk beds. Now... I am not a good builder at all. Like if you take professional builders and then you take people who build on the side, I'm in the group of people who build on the side and I'm like a, I'll give myself a six out of 10. That's it. So he's like, you inspire me. And I've always said, I don't care how good I am at it. I do it because I want to build with my kids. When I built those, they saw the experience. They checked back in on me. Then they painted them with me and my wife and my brother. So they got to paint them with their uncle. Then they saw them put together. There's an experience. You know, they know that something went into it, you know, and that's the way my family was. My grandmother would make our clothes. Yikes. Yeah, you should. I'll, I'll get my fifth grade class picture, my fifth grade uh, school pictures, and you'll see that I rocked my Nana's sweater that she made. Yeah, I did with parachute pants, um, which weren't even parachute pants. We had the, oh, we were always the step below. We were the Kmart below. We didn't have parachute pants. We had like these leather pants that were, we basically had like cargo pants that they called parachute pants. Um. Anyway, Andy sends me these pictures of this bunk bed he did, and they're un- it's unbelievable. Dude, you crushed it. And I was like, man, it looked um, like he bolted into the wall. He did welding. It looked amazing. If anyone's out there making bunk beds, send me pics. I want to see what you're doing. And I said to him, like, yeah, man, well, <laughs> once we own, then we'll do some stuff like that, too. And he's like, yeah, I don't own either, dude. But he goes, but my landlord said, make yourself comfortable. And I have. And I think that's hilarious. My house has changed completely. My, my mother-in-law said to me, she's like, how many holes have you put in the walls of this house? And I was like, that's a very good point. I've put in a lot. The things I've done to this house without getting an okay from my landlord. Uh, one, build a studio in the garage. That's one. I put cabinets in over the fridge and the uh, stove that were never there. Never got the okay. But they're unbelievable. My friend made them. Chris Lumpkin Custom Furniture. He's in Los Angeles. He's unreal. He did them for me back when he was starting out. I have so many friends that like when they were starting out, you could get things for cheap. And now they're like, yeah, dude. I No, I do like production company offices now. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, then I taking, I've taken light fixtures out 
and put in new ones. Almost every single light in that house I took out and put in new ones because I was just like, nah. Uh, I built a playhouse out back. I'm not supposed to be there. Um, I've put sun sh- shades in all over the yard, so I bolt into the house. Whatever. I love your style, man. You did a great job, Andy. And I say continue it. Yes! Jason from Cleveland. We got the Cleveland, and now we got uh, the UK. We got Cleveland. He didn't really say much, except that he was enjoying the fall foliage on his long drive, listening to the through line. And uh, I'm not jealous, but I kind of am. I, I I would love to be back in the East Coast or even, I mean, Cleveland is in the Midwest, and driving around. I love Cleveland, by the way. You know, like I went there and did hilarities like a year and a half ago, and I loved it. Two years. Yeah, like a year and a half ago. I loved it. Then I went back there when I was doing that crowd work tour, and I loved it. It was such a cool town. People were great. It had everything. I like smaller cities. I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up in Boston, which is a, it's, it's a smaller city, but still like a big city. Maybe not. It's a small city. New York, LA, I've lived in both, and they're cool, but... I'm talking small cities like Toledo, okay, Cleveland. I've I've been dying to go to Cincinnati. And let me just say all this. I'm not an Ohio fan, okay? But for some reason, I'm naming all of Ohio towns. I love Portland, Oregon. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma was awesome. I loved that little city. You know what I mean? That's a little city. Cincinnati, that's not... I mean, it's little, but like, I don't know. Is it the same as Boston? Probably, right? I don't know. Um, Boston is not big. People... I remember my cousin was going to move to LA from Boston, and he's like, yeah, I think I might sell my car and just bike around the city. And I'm like, you're going to bike around LA? He goes, well, that's what I did in Boston. I go, dude, go on Wikipedia right now and put in Boston. He's like, okay. And I go, how many square miles does it say? And he goes, 45. And I go, okay. Now go and now put in Los Angeles. And he goes, yeah. And I go, how many square miles? And he goes, holy shit. And I go, how many is it? And he goes, 450. I was like, yeah, it's huge, dude. Um, so I love that you're out there, dude. I love that you're enjoying the fall foliage. I mean, it's these little things that things that are cliche that we pass up all the time. And dude, I know I'm I mean, dude, I felt this way in my 20s, okay? It's not like I'm an old man. I'm like, oh, old man River loves to go see foliage. Shut up. You know why people love to see foliage? Because it's gorgeous when you get to see it, and it's it's awe-inspiring. You're like, damn, look at these colors. They're so rich and vibrant. And I, re- I remember, I don't know where I heard it, but every color you can imagine can be found in nature somewhere, which is pretty pretty insane. You ever see that that video of that bird, that bird that puffs out to mate and it goes, that is not an exact uh, impression, but it like bounces up and down. It does this crazy thing. It's crazy colors. It's a horrible impression. What I'm saying is cool fish. You ever see like a fish in an aquarium? You ever go to an aquarium shop? We have a we have a fish tank, but you go to an aquarium shop and you you venture off to the saltwater side, okay? The 1% side. You ever go over there and then you start looking around, and you're like, "Whoa, dude, you can have fish like this at your house?" And what about this coral? Is this real? And like, "Yeah, that's real coral." And you're like, "That is how much?" And they're like, "It's 25 grand just for the coral." And you're like, "Well, um anyway, 
enjoy the fall foliage, assholes, because it's beautiful. And I mean, how often do you have a, just a dude telling you to go look at flowers? I mean, you know, foliage and flower. Trust me, I'm a flower freak. You guys know that. Uh, Chris Arninson. Arninson, that's a good name. Chris, where are you from, dude? You didn't tell me. Uh, some favorite sports memories, vacations, hobbies, and things you have on your bucket list. Dude, you're just barking up my alley, aren't you? Sports memories. I mean, honestly, I love sports, and I constantly check ESPN.com. I'm on it all the time. I love stats, but I'm not like I, I, I'm not like a freak about having to go to games. You know, like on my bucket list, I would love to go to a Green Bay Packers game. I would love to go to a Notre Dame game. I don't know. I've never been to a playoff game in any sport. I went to the national championship game once in football and the Rose Bowl, which was really cool. I guess. But, like, I want to be rooting for someone. I went to a Celtics playoff game last year with my son and my father-in-law, which was cool. But, honestly, all I cared about was just being there with them and that my son was having fun. Like, it didn't matter to me, really. Um, I just have no faith in anything. All my favorite sports memories are, like... I'll give you a couple. One in soccer one time, I was pat, I was outside the box and right at the top of the box was a guy on my team, Mike Luongo, and he was squared up his back to the goal and I passed to him and he dummied it and let him roll through his legs and went right to, we had another guy cutting this way. I didn't know this. Mike knew it all. So I passed it firm, firm pass right to Mike. He dummied it and went right to, to Matt Maduno and Matt Maduno put it in the back of the net and I was like, what? That was dope. Two, in a soccer game, got our goalie came out to defend a pass, a shot, blocked it. Some guy rebounded it, chipped it over his head. No goalie in net. And a guy on my team, Robbie Burns, jumped up and flicked it over the net. Sometimes your best defense is to give the offense a better opportunity, and that's what he did. It was unbelievable. And then he just gets out and he's like, all right, let's go set up. And I remember just going up to him and be like, dude, like – that's the great thing about sports. There's nothing better. Like, stand-up is awesome, but it's just you. Even if you're doing a TV show, it's just you. That's why when, like, Dalia Funches, Glassman, and Brent Morin, and that guy Dave on the show as well, they were all doing Undateable live. And everyone kind of... People talked a little trash about Undateable, but Undateable Live, I used to tell those guys, I'm like, that is the coolest goddamn thing. They're doing a live TV show every week. That must have been so rad. And like Dalia played to the audience a couple times when Whitney was on. And there was nothing like playing organized sports with your friends and then being in the middle of it, like in it. A game is happening and you're taking time out to enjoy it. And that's, I was like, what the? F-? It was the coolest. It was the coolest. Um, I was just thinking these the other day. I remember playing baseball. Sean Thompson playing first base. Guy ripped a seed, a seed down the first baseline. He reached out, dove, grabbed it, and landed on the base for a double play. It was like boom, boom, double play. Nasty. My favorite things in baseball are stealing bases and triples. Stolen bases and triples. Stealing a base is like one of the coolest feelings in the world. Stealing third, nasty. One of my favorite memories, what I used to do, when I was in like senior league, it was just above little league. It's like when you're like 12, 13 in there. If I got walked, I would take my walk and I'd look to second base. And if there was no one, second base from a shortstop, I would just go boom and take off and steal second on a walk. I was pretty quick back then. People didn't think I was. Biggest regret, 
I didn't start. I played high school baseball. I never started one game. I played varsity junior and senior year. We were ranked number one in the state, 25th in the country. We were nasty. No excuse for why I didn't play. I would get in late in games. But when we were in the state semifinals my senior year, we were losing by like three runs. So my coach put me in to hit. And I fouled off like three pitches. And this kid went to like James Madison, the kid pitching, this big lefty. <clears throat> and I honestly, I just think I had too big a bat. I was fouling off inside pitches. If I had a 33, I wouldn't, why was I swinging a 34? I don't know. That was a regret. Vacations, any vacation I ever took with my family. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We would go to Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire. I loved every single thing about it. I don't remember ever watching TV while we were on vacation. We would wake up. We would go across to the lake. We'd build sandcastles. We'd swim. We'd go in the pool. We'd go for... I remember, like, being... My mom, like, it wasn't like... There were things we would do. But when you were on vacation, you were just there. That was it. Like, vacation became your home life, but you were just somewhere better than your home. And like, I remember like walking down to this place where they sold boats with my brother and we just like went in boats and explored. Like that's what you did. And I just, we just loved it. You know, we would go to this ice cream place called Keller House and it was this big like Germany type building, you know what I mean? Like Dutch kind of building and all the girls, all the girls worked there were like, you know, they were high school girls. And I was like, 12 or 13 and they were just like gorgeous every single one of them was gorgeous to us because they were a girl you know and they had braids like they all had these like big long braids like dutch style and i forget we we're going through what you would do is you would if you're getting a small cup you would get a small tray so you get your tray first and then you go over and they would give you your cup and then or give you your they would fill your ice cream and you put on your tray and then you go over and you'd make your own sunday that this place was like a make your own sunday place and it was me, my brother, and my best friend, Dave. And Dave Dave got like into like eating healthy and taking care of his body like eighth grade into ninth grade. And now is like the most fit dude I know. Um, and he was then through high school. So, you know, me and my brother getting Lodge ice creams. We're getting the bomb Sundays. And so we're going there. And the, the girl goes to Dave. Uh, oh, like she goes to get a large cup. And he goes, no, I got a small one. Right? And we're 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 twelve, okay? And my brother goes, Yeah, we know you do, Dave. And this girl loses it. And my brother's two years older than us. I'm losing it. Dave is red as can be. And it was like the greatest thing. There's nothing greater than making fun of each other in front of a girl that you're just trying to impress. There's nothing greater. There's nothing more fun than you know ah, it was just the best. I used to love that. I remember swimming in a pool during a rainstorm on vacation, which I loved. I did it with my kids this this vacation. We swam in a pool, and it started raining. I'm like, we're not leaving this pool. We swam in the rain. The rain's cold. The water's warm. Oh, it's the best. Um, I'm not a big hobby guy. You know what I mean? I just don't have hobbies. I like to build stuff. I love architecture and I love old cars and I love, I love real estate to be honest with you. I love it. I explore it all the time online and I don't have the money. I currently am in negotiations on a house in Connecticut that I'm never going to buy. I'm talking to the real estate agent. What's the septic like? Is it on town water or is it well water? Is there a driveway? There's a driveway, but it's not paved and it's in there. I'm, I don't own, I'm not going to buy this house, guys. I have a real problem. But 
I love it. Um, but I, you know, some hobbies I do. I I want to learn how to play guitar. I just want to learn. I don't know why. I just think I just want to be able to like camp with my kids and pull out a guitar and play it. You know what I mean? We have one laying around the house. I can't play it. Um, and I bucket list stuff. I'm gonna give you this. I want to build a go kart for my kids. I want to get an old lawnmower engine and build a go-kart and I want to live somewhere where they can rip around in it. No question. I want my kids to know how to drive before they can know how to drive. And I don't mean like take them out and drive a car when they're 15. Yeah, of course I want to do that. I'm talking at 12. We had a sit-down lawnmower and I mowed the lawn. So when it was came time to drive, I crushed it. And some of you are like, God, it's a big difference. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, bucket list stuff i told you some sports stuff italy i want to go to italy i don't know why i'd like to do i wanted to get to a point where in the summer i could take my kids away for a month to a different country and they could like learn a language and we could learn how to cook i so obviously on my bucket list being rich is up there um i don't really know what else is on my bucket list i'll think about that Okay. Send me some of your bucket list stuff, guys. Tell me some vacation ideas. Share with me like I share with you. And um, last thing on here, Seth Jennings. What happened to the through line theme, Jay? Um, You know, originally what the show was going to be is I would take one theme and then I would use it and through line it through the podcast. And uh, I'll be I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I got attacked by so many fans of the Crab Feast, which was the last podcast I hosted. They and it, and it really hurt. Like I felt like very, I was very open. And when you when you perform or you podcast or you act or you write or you sing or you're a painter, you're putting something personal of yourself out there. Obviously, you know this. So it's like you're opening yourself up. And you know, I had done the Crab Feast for so long, and I loved it. And I, we had such great fans, and I just assumed that they were fans of me as well as the podcast. And because they were fans of the podcast, they would be like, yeah, I'm going to support Jay and what he does. And it was not like that at all. And there were a lot of people who like cut deep, dude. They didn't just say like, hey, not for me. They ripped it. They ripped it on the iTunes wall and gave it less ranks. So they're like, you know, you do that. You, you, you comment on something on Yelp, like a restaurant to warn other people. Right? Like if I if I wanted to let people know about a restaurant that wasn't good, I might do that. But if I knew the owner and he was a friend of mine, I wouldn't do it. Or if I had like been to like five of his restaurants, I'd be like, now let other people figure it out. They might like it. But nope. These Crab Feast fans were like, this guy, it sucks. Who gives a fuck? All this shit. And it hurt real bad. And I was like, well, it was a lot of work at the same time like it would be two interviews per episode then you had to chop it down i had to find the through line make sure it was a narrative that existed and i was like doing all this work and i was getting ripped for it and i was like well do i love it enough i didn't change it because those people hated it i changed it because it was people were responding in that way and i didn't have the time to do all that work, especially I had a kid that worked for me at the time. And then he came to me and he was like, Hey man, this isn't what I want to do. If you're not going to put money into it. And I was like, Jesus, everyone's hit me from every angle. And I was like, all right, so what can I do where I can do it on my own and I can, it can be something that I love and I don't have to worry about getting guests. And if I do get guests, um, it can just be straight up 
you know, me interviewing them. And uh, it was just a lot, you know. I love the idea. I, I, you know, the original idea came because I had this TV show idea and I want to call it Throughline. And the, the example I gave for the pilot was I would come out in front of a live audience with a lemon, right? Just a lemon. And I would make some jokes about lemon and talk about what lemons are used for, right? And then I would go out and find kids running lemonade stands and interview kids and it'd be like a man on the street thing and make it fun and funny about that. Then we come back into the studio and I'd interview like Brett Gelman, who's a comedian actor who's in a independent movie called Lemon at the time. And so we would talk about the movie, you know, so now it's not about a lemon. It's just the name of the movie, but we're talking about art and we just did lemonade and we did the lemon up top about what's so great about a lemon lemon trees like I, my my neighbors had a lemon tree and they gave me all these lemons and i made lemon cello with it you know what i mean then we come back from commercial and we have the kid brett gelman and um a chef and we're all making lemon cello or spaghetti limo my favorite spaghetti dish you know and we're doing that in like a kitchen in front of people and that would be the show each week i'd through line through one object that was important to me and i would do that you know i also pitched a show about you know if you could leave your house with one thing what would it be and it's kind of the same idea you know so it's always it was always something that was like going on in my head and when i was getting that kind of response to the podcast i was like well maybe this isn't a podcast you know and maybe i was trying to take that tv idea that i loved because it would be like interests of mine around one thing you know that's what i loved about seinfeld seinfeld had a through line it always took you back it always wrapped up at the end not every show wraps up the way seinfeld wrapped up and i I always looked at that and loved it. Like that was part of my, that's part of my comedy. And so that's what I wanted it to be. And it looked like it wasn't going to be a possibility to do all that with people not responding the way that I'd hoped they would. And I didn't have the strength or the time or the energy or the money to like follow it through and be like, fuck them. I'm going to keep going. I was just like, well, what else can I do that I love? And then find another place for that idea, you know, and maybe it's like shoot something along those lines of what I just told you about. So, that's that buddy thanks Seth Um, I love you guys I appreciate you listening and uh, next week we got some fun interview episodes coming up if you are a Crafties fan that stuck around and didn't listen to those douchebags from when I started the through line you're going to be really stoked on who my next guest is I love you guys and I hope you enjoyed this app have a great weekend enjoy it and make sure enjoy it positive energy brody stevens we'll see you guys thursday